shortly after 7 a.m. this morning, a gunman opened fire on members of Congress. Another day in the USA. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck From Pacifica in the Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 FM Queso in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania, on 92.9 FM WLRI. In Maui, Hawaii, on 88.5 FM KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio, on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Palinville, New York, on WLPP 102.9 FM. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, on WPRR. And Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. We're also heard streaming coast-to-coast and around the globe every day of the week on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Deprogrammed Radio, Detour Talk, and Radio Sputnik. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker. All-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us today uh, for what is a, a difficult day, a troubling day, a maddening day, an upsetting day. Um, we will, as usual, uh, Desi Doyen will be joining us a little bit later for the Green News Report. Uh, but this uh, breaking news out of D.C. and, yes, elsewhere around the country Um Floats to the top here today. So wiping away everything we had planned uh, to cover, well, another mass shooting and not just one mass shooting, more than one mass shooting. Let's start in D.C. Where a rifle wielding attacker opened fire on Republican lawmakers at a congressional baseball practice on Wednesday, wounding House GOP whip Steve Scalise. Republican of Louisiana and uh, several other congressmen and aides uh, were forced to dive for cover. The assailant, prepared with a, quote, lot of ammo, fought a gun battle with police before he, too, was shot and later died. Colleagues said that Scalise dragged himself away from the infield leaving a trail of blood after he was shot and as they rushed to his assistance. He was taken to a hospital where he underwent surgery. He is now listed in critical condition at this hour. His office had said that before the surgery uh, for a wound on his hip, he was in good spirits. He spoke with his wife by telephone, and then the reports came in after his surgery that he was in critical condition. We'll keep our eyes on that. Uh, If we can learn more, the shooter was identified as James T. Hodgkinson, a 66-year-old home inspector from Belleville, Illinois, who had uh, several run-ins with the law in recent years. He belonged to a Facebook group called Terminate the Republican Party. 
Shortly after the shooting, Bernie Sanders, the former candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination, said on the Senate floor that the shooter apparently was a volunteer for his campaign last year. Sanders denounced the violence, quote, in the strongest possible terms. Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Police officers who were in Scalise's security detail eventually wounded the shooter who was taken into custody and then later died from his injuries. Congressman Joe Barton, Republican from Texas, is apparently the manager of the Republican team, which was set to face off against a team of Democrats in a charity baseball event on Thursday. Barton spoke to the media still in his baseball uniform uh, today, this morning, after returning to Capitol, uh, to the Capitol, uh, and he described what happened at the scene. Came out to practice, started shooting. He shot at Trent Kelly, our third baseman. He shot at Steve Scalise, our second baseman. He hit Steve Scalise. There, Scalise's security detail and Capitol Hill police immediately began... Alexander police also immediately came and began to return fire. They shot the shooter, and I think the security details saved a lot of lives because they attacked the shooter. So the heroes are the Capitol Hill police, Alexander police, and Steve Scalise's security detail. Do you know what the shooter looked like? Did you, did you get a look he, at he was a middle-aged um, man. Um, blue jeans and a blue shirt. Uh, I think he was Anglo, and uh, he had a, he had a, a rifle, and I think he had an automatic pistol. But I wouldn't swear. Carson, can you please tell us what it must have been like in this idyllic setting to suddenly have this kind of thing? Well, look, there's going to be all kinds of. You know, I'm the manager of the team. Um, several people, the security people were hit. One of our staffers were hit. Scalise was hit. Uh, I've talked to the speaker. I've talked to the Capitol Hill police. I'm sure there'll be some sort of a general statement later on. But luckily, no one appeared to be killed. And again, I, th I just want to thank the security detail because they saved their Yeah. Mr. Martin, how, long did, did how, did how long did it last? About did 10 minutes. About Five 10 to 10 minutes. There were dozens, if not hundreds, of shots fired. It was, it was scary. Did you take cover? Of course we did. Where did you take cover? We got Some of us were in the dugout. Some of us were on the ground. I was behind the dugout. My son Jack got under an SUV, and uh, he was very brave. My other son Brad was in the that was Congressman, Texas Congressman Joe Barton uh, shook up, you could tell, at times uh, not long after today's shooting in D.C., citing uh, dozens, if not hundreds of shots over five to ten minutes. Now, when I heard that originally, I thought, you know, you're in a situation like that. It's got to seem like it's forever. Um, but uh, he, he felt it was uh, up to 10 minutes uh, with potentially hundreds of shots fired. Donald Trump uh, addressed the nation several hours after the shooting this afternoon in a brief address from the White House, announcing, in fact, that the alleged shooter had died. As you all know, shortly after 7 a.m. this morning, a gunman opened fire 
on members of Congress and their staffs as they were practicing for tomorrow's annual charity baseball game. Authorities are continuing to investigate the crime, and the assailant has now died from his injuries. The FBI is leading the investigation and will continue to provide updates as new information becomes available. Congressman Steve Scalise, a member of House leadership, was shot and badly wounded and is now in stable condition at the hospital, along with two very courageous Capitol Police officers. At least two others were also wounded. Many lives would have been lost if not for the heroic actions of the two Capitol Police officers who took down the gunman despite sustaining gunshot wounds during a very, very brutal assault. Melania and I are grateful for their heroism and praying for the swift recovery of all victims. Congressman Scalise is a friend and a very good friend. He's a patriot and he's a fighter. He will recover from this assault. And Steve, I want you to know that you have the prayers not only of the entire city behind you, but of an entire nation and, frankly, the entire world. America is praying for you, and America is praying for all of the victims of this terrible shooting. I spoke with Steve's wife, Jennifer, and I pledge to her our full and absolute support, anything she needs. We're with her and with the entire Scalise family. I have also spoken with Chief Matthew Verderosa. He's doing a fantastic job of the Capitol Police to express our sympathies for his wounded officers and to express my admiration for their courage. Our brave Capitol Police perform a challenging job with incredible skill and their sacrifice makes democracy possible. We also commend the brave first responders from Alexandria Police Fire and Rescue who rushed to the scene. Everyone on that field is a public servant. Our courageous police, our congressional aides, who work so tirelessly behind the scenes with enormous devotion, and our dedicated members of Congress who represent our people. We may have our differences, but we do well in times like these to remember that everyone who serves in our nation's capital is here because, above all, they love our country. We can all agree that we are blessed to be Americans that our children deserve to grow up in a nation of safety and peace, and that we are strongest when we are unified and when we work together for the common good. Please take a moment today to cherish those you love and always remember those who serve and keep us safe. God bless them all. 
God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you. That was President Donald Trump from the White House today speaking after the shooting of Congressman uh, Steve Scalise of Louisiana, uh, who is said to be in critical condition. Uh, He was shot along with uh, four others during a uh, baseball practice this morning. Scalise, 51 years old, is the number three House Republican. He was first elected to the House in 2008. He's described as a popular and gregarious lawmaker. Known for his love of baseball, he had handed out commemorative bats when he secured the number three job of House Whip several years ago. Texas Congressman Roger Williams, who coaches the GOP team, said that one of his aides, Zach Barth, was also shot but is doing well, is expected to make a full recovery. Two Capitol Police officers were also injured but were expected to recover, along with a former congressional aide who was hospitalized. He reportedly uh, is uh, was a uh, or is a lobbyist for Arkansas-based Tyson Chicken. Congressman Jeff Duncan of South Carolina said he had just left the practice and encountered the apparent gunman in the parking lot before the shooting. The man uh, had calmly asked which party's lawmakers were practicing. Duncan Duncan told him they were Republicans, and the man thanked him. The gunman, uh, and that was that, the gunman apparently had a rifle uh, and a lot of ammo, according to Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona, who was also at the practice. The event left Capitol Hill horrified and stunned. The House canceled proceedings for the day. Uh, Speaker Paul Ryan of Wisconsin, House Speaker Paul Ryan of Wisconsin and Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi of California both spoke on the floor issuing calls for unity. Here's Speaker Ryan uh, speaking on the House floor with virtually all members in attendance this morning, offering a unifying message and thanking those who came to the aid of those who were shot. My colleagues, there are very strong emotions throughout this House today. We are all horrified by this dreadful attack on our friends and on our colleagues and those who serve and protect this Capitol. We are all praying for those who are attacked and for their families. Steve Scalise, Zachary Barth, Matt Micah, Special Agent David Bailey, Special Agent Crystal Griner. We are all giving our thoughts to those currently being treated for their injuries at this moment. And we are united. We are united in our shock. We are united in our anguish. An attack on one of us is an attack on all of us. I know we want to give our thanks to the first responders and to the Alexandria Police Department who are on the scene in minutes. And I know this House wants to state unequivocally that we are, as ever, awed by the tremendous bravery of the Capitol Police. (laughs) I spoke with Special Agent Bailey and Special Agent Griner this morning. One was being treated and one was about to go into surgery. I expressed our profound gratitude to them It is clear to me, based on various eyewitness accounts, that without these two heroes, Agent Bailey and Agent Griner, many lives would have been lost. I know that we all want to learn as much as we can about what happened. 
We just all received a briefing from the Sergeant of Arms. I have complete confidence in the investigation that's being conducted by the Capitol Police, the FBI, who are also working with local law enforcement. I know we want to extend our gratitude for the outpouring of support that we've received from throughout the Capitol and from throughout the country. And now, knowing Steve Scalise, as we all do, he is likely really frustrated that he's not going to be able to play in the baseball game. <laughs> I also know that Steve wants all of us to commend the bravery of those who came to the aid of the wounded. In the coming days, we will hear their stories, and we will have the chance to hold up their heroism. My colleagues, there are so many memories from this day that we will want to forget, and there are so many images that we will not want to see again. But there is one image in particular that this House should keep, and that is a photo I saw this morning of our Democratic colleagues gathered in prayer this morning after hearing the news. You know, every day we come here to test and to challenge each other. We feel so deeply about the things that we fight for and the things that we believe in. At times, our emotions can clearly get the best of us. We're all imperfect. But we do not shed our humanity when we enter this chamber. For all the noise and all the fury, we are one family. These were our brothers and sisters in the line of fire. These were our brothers and sisters who ran into danger and saved countless lives. So before this house returns to its business, let's just slow down and reflect to think about how we're all being tested right now, because we are being tested right now. I ask each of you to join me to resolve to come together, to lift each other up, and to show the country, to show the world that we are one house, the people's house, united in our humanity. It is that humanity which will win the day, and it always will. God bless, I yield. That was House Speaker Paul Ryan, Republican from Wisconsin, responding to the shootings today in Washington, D.C. Uh, Democratic House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi followed Ryan's remarks with her own, also calling uh, for and citing unity in Congress following those shootings today. I, I rise to join the distinguished speaker in paying tribute to the brave men and women of the Capitol Police Force and also in sadness for the assault that was made on our colleagues and members of the staff. To my colleagues, you're going to hear me say something you've never heard me say before. I identify myself with the remarks of the speaker. <laughs> They're beautiful remarks, Mr. Speaker. Thank you so much for the sentiments that they represent. Thank you so much. Again, we are not one caucus or the other in this House today, but I, we speak for each other in saying uh, that uh, we send our thoughts and prayers to our colleague, Steve Scalise. I want us to remember that every single day, the Capitol Police protects all of us, takes risk for us. And while a day like this is a time when we can focus on it so sadly, it doesn't mean that other days aren't as, aren't as challenging. We do have our differences. And so I pray 
My prayer is that we can resolve our differences in a way uh, that furthers the preamble to the Constitution, takes us closer uh, to e, pluribus, e pluribus unum. So tomorrow we'll go out on the field, we'll root for our team, we we'll want everyone to do his or her very best, and we will use this occasion as one that brings us together and not separates us further. And with that, again, I want to thank the speaker for bringing us together, and again, with endless gratitude to our Capitol Police, in particular today, of course, Crystal Griner, David Bailey, but never out of our prayers, Detective John Gibson and Officer Jacob Chestnut. Thank you, my colleagues, for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you on this sad day. Steve and others, you are deeply in our prayers. We count the minutes until you return. Please convey that to him, Mr. Speaker. Thank you all. That was Democratic Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi uh, responding to the shooting today. Um, Felisa Peoples, uh, according to AP, was just leaving the YMCA next to the ball field when she saw the shooter open fire. Apparently, the shooter was staying at the YMCA, had been there for some time. She says that uh, he was just very calm. He was just walking and shooting in this uh, spree that turned out to be five to ten minutes, according to Congressman Joe Barton. She said uh, the man was uh, described as white, wearing a T-shirt and shorts. She said he was using a long gun, a rifle, uh, and exchanging fire with law enforcement officers, one of whom yelled for her to get down. That alleged shooter, uh, again, was identified as James Hodgkinson, 66 years old, from Belleville, Illinois. In addition to being a member of that anti-Republican group I mentioned uh, at the previously here, he reportedly volunteered last year for the presidential campaign of Bernie Sanders. Senator Sanders immediately condemned the act of violence on the floor of the U.S. Senate after that news broke. Madam President, I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act, and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society, and I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Real change can only come about through nonviolent action and anything else runs counter to our most deeply held American values. I know I speak for the entire country in saying that my hopes and prayers are that Representative Scalise, congressional staff, and the Capitol Police officers who were wounded make a quick and full recovery. I also want to thank the Capitol Police for their heroic actions to prevent further harm. That was Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont uh, speaking on the floor of the, House, uh, floor of the U.S. Senate today uh, after word of the uh, shooting and uh, that the, uh, the alleged shooter was a supporter of his. Apparently, he worked on uh, on the Sanders campaign. He was not a paid worker on the campaign, and apparently nobody on Sanders' staff knew or remembered this guy amongst the uh, tens of thousands of volunteer supporters around the country during last year's presidential campaign. 
course, uh, lawmakers were stunned in the aftermath of all of this, uh, which raised questions about the security of members of Congress. Top lawmakers like Scalise uh, have security details, but others do not and regularly appear in, in public without protection at all. The last time a lawmaker was shot was when Democratic Congresswoman Gabby Giffords of Arizona was was hit in the head, shot in the head, grievously injured while meeting with constituents at a supermarket parking lot on January 8, 2011, almost six and a half years ago. Gabby Giffords and 18 others were shot during a constituent meeting in uh, in a supermarket parking lot in the Tucson metropolitan area. Six people died in that incident, including a federal district court chief judge, one of uh, Congresswoman uh, Gifford Stafford's staffers and a nine year old girl. She was holding a meeting called Congress on Your Corner in the parking lot of a Safeway when a 22-year-old shooter drew a semi-automatic pistol, shot her in the head before proceeding to fire dozens of shots on other people. News reports identified uh, the target of the attack to be Giffords, a Democrat representing Arizona's 8th Congressional District. She was shot through the head at point-blank range. Her medical condition was initially described like uh, Scalia's today as critical Uh, before media reports inaccurately pronounced her to have been dead. She survived, but with debilitating brain injuries from uh, from which she's still fighting to this day to recover. The shooter in that case, a mentally disturbed young man, uh, was arrested on the scene after he was tackled by witnesses. Only when his semi-automatic pistol had either jammed or he was trying to replace the magazine with a new one, one of the women who had tackled him was almost shot herself by a uh, by a bystander who came running out of the store with his own gun, almost shot her. Since that time, Congress has done literally nothing to make firearms, uh, semi-automatic weapons of war uh, like those used in these shootings, like the one uh, that was used in the Tucson shooting, like that the one in the Sandy Hook massacre, today's shooting in D.C., Congress has literally done nothing to make firearms any more difficult to obtain. So they express their grief, they give their hopes and their prayers, and then they take no action. And when I say Congress, I should be more specific. Republicans in Congress have taken no action. That's not entirely true. Uh, They have taken some action. One of the only pieces of gun legislation to pass since all of those massacres I just mentioned was a bill that was passed by Republicans earlier this year and signed by President Trump, making it easier for the mentally disturbed to purchase firearms. So with all of those shootings, with 32,000 gun deaths a year, the action that Congress has so far taken is to make it easier to get firearms by uh, folks who have been uh, adjudicated to be mentally ill. That was not the only shooting uh, today. It's getting the most attention. But as that was going on, and this reminds me of of, uh, last week when there was so much attention being paid to what was going on in London with those terror attacks there, which were terrible. But at the same time, down in Orlando, a man had walked in uh, to his to his place of work and uh, shot up five people. Well, we see a similar case and it got almost no coverage, by the way. Don't feel bad if you hadn't heard about that mass shooting that uh, took place just last week. 
Don't feel bad if you haven't heard about the one that took place today while all of this was going on. A UPS employee opened fire at a San Francisco package delivery facility uh, on Wednesday, killing three employees and then himself as officers closed in. San Francisco Assistant Police Chief Tony Chaplin uh, said at a news conference that uh, two others were also wounded in that shooting that prompted a massive police response in downtown San Francisco. Police have not determined a motive. Chaplin uh, said that the shooter was armed with an assault pistol and put the weapon to his head, pulled the trigger when the police found him. A UPS statement said that the shooter and all the victims were employees uh, of, of UPS. Uh, spokesman uh, told the uh, the Associated Press that the gunman opened fire inside the facility before the drivers were sent out for their daily deliveries today. Neighbors heard uh, up to up to eight very rapid shots. Police responded to the facility in the Potrero Hill neighborhood, about two and a half miles from downtown San Francisco, and found the wounded victims, pulled them to safety, and then they uh, found the gunman who killed himself. Investigators had recovered two firearms from the scene. That shooting, of course, comes on the same day as as a gunman opened fire on Republican lawmakers at that congressional baseball practice, critically wounding U.S. Congressman Steve Scalise of Louisiana and several others. Let me take a uh, a quick break. I know a lot of people are calling in. They'd like to uh, get in with some thoughts on all of this. Uh, Let me see what I have time to get to. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. A quick break and uh, some more just incredible reaction, frankly, from these Congress members who talked about unity uh, one minute and, uh, well, the next. You'll see. We'll cover that, sir, when we come back. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. Given the outcome of the 2016 election, we really need your support now more than ever. Progressive media outlets have been under attack for years, even during supposedly progressive administrations. We are now facing a whole new world and real alternatives to the mainstream corporate media. You know, the folks who got it all wrong from the jump must be able to continue the fight for all of us. This is not a drill. It never was. Please consider a donation to our work here on the Bradcast by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate to help out however you can. A monthly pledge is greatly appreciated, but anything you can share will keep us going. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance, now more than ever. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, covering uh, today's several mass shootings, both in uh, in D.C. that has critically in- injured a, uh, a Congress member uh, and the uh, shooting out in San Francisco at the UPS, uh, which has so far resulted in the death of three. I'm um, going to get to your calls here in a moment, 818-985-5735. But uh, I wanted to note this just a few hours after members of uh, Congress 
uh, staffers and Capitol police officers were shot at that baseball practice in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, The chair and the ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security Committee used their opening statements at a hearing on violent extremism to address the morning's violence. Committee Chair Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, opened by emphasizing that the committee's priority is, quote, countering extremism and violence in any form, including Islamist terrorism. He added, there's no way anybody can deny we have a problem worldwide in terms of extremism and violence. We witnessed it just a few hours ago on a baseball field for a charity event. The uh, the shooter in this case, who was killed by uh, police, uh, I should note, has been identified as a middle aged white male. Police said they found absolutely no connection to international terrorism. He does have a reported background of domestic violence, violence against women, however. Nonetheless, uh, Congressman uh, Johnson continued at this hearing to connect the morning's tragedy to to the hearing. Which, had, which was scheduled to focus on Islamist terrorism specifically. He said, I appreciate those who stand up and tell the truth and describe reality in a world that is very, very dangerous, in a world that doesn't want to hear the truth and reality, he said, indicating the invited uh, witnesses there. Johnson then spent several minutes talking about how much the U.S. welcomes immigrants and how those immigrants must accept constitutional law and assimilate. We've got to get to the point where people feel free and safe to go to practice in the morning on a baseball field or walk a street or raise their family, he said. Once again, tying this incident of a middle-aged white man who shot up members of Congress to Islamic extremism. In her own opening statement at this same hearing, Democratic uh, Senator Claire McCaskill, the top Democrat on that committee, also referenced the shooting but seemed to hit back at Johnson for drawing a connection between the morning's tragedy and Islam. She said, make no mistake about it. What we saw this morning was evil. I hope that this hearing doesn't stray from the fact that we should be focusing on the evil, on violence, on enforcing our criminal laws against evil and violence. We should be focusing on those who on those people who twist and distort any religion, be it Islam or Christianity or Buddhism. They're an exception to the rule. They're not the rule, she said. We should not focus on religion and the freedoms our country embraces. She added, our danger to, at least to date, has not been from those who slip into the country unnoticed, who illegally cross our borders or who seek refuge from a humanitarian crisis. That's not where the danger has come from. It has come from people who are Americans or who are legally in this country who have been radicalized. That's right. As we have said many times on this program, the call is coming from inside the House. Not that uh, Republican members of Congress seem to be listening or seem to give a damn. Recall in uh, in 2008, for example, the Department of Homeland Security had issued a report on domestic right wing extremism. Republicans forced them to pull that report, forced the Department of Homeland Security to pull that report. They had said nothing previously, by the way, when there was a report on domestic left-wing extremism that came out a few months earlier. Both reports were begun during the Bush administration, but back then Republicans chided the Obama administration for issuing that report on right-wing extremism, pretending that they were being victimized by a radical left-wing administration at the time. 
if you talk to police, of course, they will tell you over and over again uh, their concerns are not about international terror, but rather uh, the terror that is coming from uh, Americans, the domestic violence, the 32,000 uh, deaths from uh, guns across this nation every year. Let me uh, let me get to some calls here. Uh, oh, and uh, Desi Doyne, uh, we will get to your Green News report. Never fear. Yes, I, I figured you as much. You are once again going to be the only thing that cheers us up today, <laughs> so you better make it good. Okie dokie. All right, good luck with that. Let me go to uh, Lynette in, uh, in Los Angeles. Hey, Lynette, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Always informative. I tell you, you guys work so hard. We out here, we appreciate you. Thank you. I just want you to know... And uh, we don't have the luxury of sticking our head in the sand. I mean, the handwriting is on the wall. I mean, it's not good for this country, the divisiveness that's been going on, coupled with the refusal of dealing with violence and, you know, that's so embedded in our culture Mm -hmm. and legislation that deals with it. Sure, we have gun rights, but what about gun responsibility? We have not done that. And God help us, we just need to really grow up, you know. I mean, you can't have a foreign policy that we have that is the, the, the... Biggest, we're the biggest purveyors of violence, okay, yep. around the world, and and then domestically, we you know we want to act like oh you know guns are are our friends you know and and, and uh, you know God help anybody that gets in my way you know mm-hmm. stand your ground kind of stuff you know yep. with my gun my almighty gun you know rather than being uh, objective like we need to be as people as as. Um, moral agents, you know. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole lot better. I mean, Dr. King, he, you know, he showed us, Gandhi, they, he showed us, they showed us that we can do better, we must do better for the common good. And that's where we're, we have lost our, our, our national soul, you know. I mean, I know that this country was built on some violence and everything, but at the same time, we've had, you know, times of enlightenment, like when Dr. King came along, and, and that we can, we can do much better than this because this is outrageous. And, I, and I'm like you. I, I'm just curious to see if we're going to get some real gun control legislation. You have one minute well, remaining. Wait that won't let the crazy people get the guns, first and foremost. And, you know, and, and then we'll have a Congress that really is coming together to work on issues that the general public really cares about, like health care. We don't want to see this tax cut for the rich uh, come to pass with the health care bill that they have, uh, that Paul Ryan and them are pushing through Fast Track and Mitch McConnell yep. with his cricket cell with uh, having uh, cocaine on there. On, uh, they found that out, uh, that his uh, in-laws have cocaine on their ships about two years ago okay. in the Nation magazine. Lin- you know, Lynette, I got, I, I, I got to get out because I got a lot of callers okay. coming in, and I God think you've bless. only got one minute left on your, uh, your prepaid card there. So I appreciate that call. I appreciate those thoughts. Uh, Lynette, let me go to uh, Rod in Northridge, California. Hey, Rod, welcome to the broadcast, sir. What's on your mind? Yeah, hey, Brad. Uh, I tuned into your show uh, a few minutes late, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was subjected to all these Congress critters, flatulence, you know, and I I was kind of upset, and I got on the phone right away, but I see more now. I've been listening where you're coming from, but uh, if if you could uh, uh, synopsize mm-hmm. your your view on I know I know you're talking about gun control and stuff like that, and these guys talk about one thing mm-hmm. and 
and it's a bunch of crap and all that, and we're we're looking somewhere else. If you could have just given your point of view and taken phone calls the rest of the time, and and uh, we wouldn't have to listen to those idiots. Talk. <laughs> well, I, you know, Rod, I appreciate your thought there. Uh, here's the thing. There's a lot of noise out there, and there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. Uh, there's, you know, I have found, and I think uh, the evidence shows over the past year, that uh, people don't get good information. They get bits and pieces. They hear something on Twitter. They see something that's pulled out of uh, out of context. You know, we're seeing, if you look right now, uh, over at Fox News, you will see them. They have been going on all day long, uh, going after, essentially going after Bernie Sanders and going after Bernie Sanders supporters and saying, see, this is what comes of Bernie Sanders supporters. This is what you get out of uh, Black Lives Matter. This is, you know, and of course the guy was white. Uh, he was a Sanders supporter. But, uh, you know, I, so my feeling was there's plenty of time for the punditocracy. Uh, on a day right, like right. today, it seems like, you know what, let's get the information out. Let's help everybody understand where everybody is coming from. And then we will we'll have plenty of time to go after them for screwing up and doing a lousy job. Does that make sense, Rod? Okay, good. Yeah, yes. Thanks. I'm glad I, I'm glad I called, and thanks for that excellent ex- explanation. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Rod. I appreciate that call. Let me go to uh, Greg in L.A. Hey, Greg, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, sir? Brad, I want to thank you for your show. I really appreciate it. And I just, what I wanted to express was my concern about the way when a violent act happens, to someone who's well known mm-hmm. or to his or her colleagues, this kind of all this adulation and praise around the people that stood up to the violence, whereas your other callers have been implied we're mm-hmm. an extremely violent nation and culture. We've, we've killed tens of millions of people over the course of my lifetime all around the world. And like it's all of those deaths, you rarely hear about them and they don't matter to us. Yep. And the, the violence was only spoken against when it happens to those who are well-known, and that deeply troubles me, and I think our society really has to do a lot of soul-searching if we're ever going to move forward as, a, as humanity, you know, and begin to become less violent. As long as we can somehow consider our violence to be better than the violence of others, I think we're completely lost. And I want to uh, thank you for taking my call. I really love your show. Thank you, Greg. I, uh, I really love your call. It is greatly appreciated, and I think you're, you're right on the money. You're right on the money. You know, we we uh, kill people constantly all over the as a nation. We kill people uh, all over the world uh, and it is lauded and it is celebrated by the very same people in the media who are wringing their hands about the uh, about the shootings today or at least about the one in Virginia. They haven't much noticed the one out in San Francisco or the ones that, you know, take place every day like this. I, you know, I could do a show. We do a daily show. We're on five days a week. I could do a show every day about, you know, today in killings, today in U.S. killings, today in U.S. killings with guns. Every single goddamn day. Um, but you know what? We got to pick and choose what we cover. But, yeah, when we hear, uh, you know, hypocrites uh, who are just uh, devastated, who are just, uh, you know, offering their hopes and prayers and offering no action whatsoever, uh, to, you know, to do anything about it. This guy, he had been, uh, uh, the cops showed up at his house in Illinois, reportedly, uh, when he was firing his gun outside the house. They didn't take his his, his rifle away. 
Uh, he was, uh, you know, several times apparently had been accused of beating up his wife, punching his daughter in the face. Uh, but no, you go ahead. Keep your gun, sir. That's a great American right. Let me go to uh, John in uh, in Sun Valley. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad. I uh, talked to Desi uh, about the uh, about hearing what uh, Bernie Sanders said uh, about how there's no room for violence in the society. Right. And and uh, as uh, abhorrent as what happened on the ball field and other places, and with Gabby Giffords back then. Uh, uh, those 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 honorable people in uh, Congress up there uh, are behind a lot of this war that's definitely a part of our society. Yep. And there can't be any more violence than that. So when I hear about Gabby Gifford getting uh, named for a new battleship, or mm. hear about uh, hear about these people or those people uh, uttering uttering flatulence like the Colorado said, "My, you, you talk about hypocrisy. Whoa, that's hypocrisy." Thanks, John. I appreciate the call, and uh, it is hard to disagree with you there. All right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, Green News Report to cheer everybody up, and if we have time, some more calls at eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. Uh, you can also uh, tweet me, by the way. I am the Brad blog. Uh, had a lot of stuff uh, to cover today that we have to uh, put off. And unfortunately, I'm going to be on the road for the next two days. We'll be running best ofs. Uh, so I won't be able to hit a lot of this stuff until next week at best. Um, just very quickly, uh, five people, including the head of Michigan's health department, was charged uh, today with involuntary manslaughter in an investigation related to Flint's lead-contaminated uh, water. Uh, China has overturned rejections of nine different Trump trademarks, rejections that they had uh, filed a few weeks ago. And suddenly, for reasons that no one really seems to be able to understand, they've now accepted them. They, the fight uh, behind the scenes between Democrats over impeachment, that continues, whether they should move forward with that or not. In the meantime, 200 Democratic members of Congress have filed a federal lawsuit today accusing President Trump of violating the Constitution by profiting from business dealings with foreign governments, all of which I had hoped to cover, but uh, perhaps none more so that uh, is going to have to wait until next week, until the day before this special election in Georgia. So I'll just give you the tip now. Uh, go to Politico. Go to Politico. Read the story by Kim Zetter called Will the Georgia Special Election Get Hacked? It is absolutely chilling. Hope to cover it next week when I'm back off the road the day before the election, it will be uh, a little too late to do anything about it, but it is already at this point uh, too late to do much about it at all. It is absolutely chilling, the stuff of my nightmares and uh, and maybe yours if you listen to the broadcast for all of these years or read bradblog.com as I have been trying to warn about exactly that scenario. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get to uh, Green News Report with Desi Doyen. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence. Why? Because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. We're just breaking that Fox News apparently is dropping the fair and balanced motto. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's what the New York Times just reported about an hour ago. The network said it was, uh, quote, been shelved as a marketing tool after Roger Ailes' departure. Uh, Good. Well, because it was always a lie from the beginning. We never promised to be fair and balanced on this show. We do promise to be fair, however. Uh, Balance is, frankly, BS. Uh, Just levels the playing field for those who do not deserve uh, such a level playing field. One who does deserve a level playing field, however, is Desi Doyen. (laughs) Well... There you go. I know. And I know. It's just so much work, so much going on. It's been such a fire hose of news, not just for, you know, what's going on today, but also just for green news, for the environment. It's it's everything's happening all at once. All at once. And we do our best to cover it uh, one hour a day on the broadcast and, oh, six minutes at a time as we do on our latest Green News Report. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke today made the recommendation that President Trump shrink the boundaries of Bears Ears National Monument. Interior Secretary recommends redrawing National Monument even as 99% of Americans want their National Monuments unchanged. Three, five, even eight degrees warmer than they should be, and it's been going like this a day after day. Climate change has made heat waves much more deadly in India. U.S. coastal cities to see more 100-year floods more frequently. Plus, please come to France. French president puts his money where his mouth is in enticing U.S. scientists to come work in France. All of those French connections and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and... Yes, snarky comment. Trump's description of the agreement is so flamboyantly deceptive, it would have been equally accurate for him to say compliance with the Paris Agreement would likely require all ducks to wear jean shorts and that it would potentially cost each and every American citizen five fish and a dump truck full of hamsters. Oh, like it won't. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, thanks to you and only you, thousands turned out to regulations.gov to put in their two cents about whether we ought to get rid of our existing national monuments. Yeah, don't mess with our national monuments. That was the overwhelming response to that first ever public comment period that was opened up for national monuments as ordered by President Trump in April in an unprecedented bid to potentially repeal 28 national monuments that have been designated since 1996. More than 100,000 comments from the public have been received so far. According to the Center for Western Priorities, 99% of them say that they want their monuments intact and untouched. Yay! So our national monuments 
are saved. <laughs> no, not so much. Despite that overwhelming public support, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke on Monday recommended shrinking the boundaries of the nation's newest national monument, Bears Ears, in Utah, which Native American tribes worked for years to protect. But Zinke did not specify by how much. This was just an interim report. He says he will make full recommendations for all 28 national monuments when his review is complete. 88 percent of Utah residents support leaving Bears Ears as is. Native American tribes have vowed to sue over any changes. You can still weigh in. The public comment period for Bears Ears has now been extended through July 10th. Really? Yes, along with all of the others at regulations.gov. So I'm sure he'll be paying very close attention to what voters show up at regulations.gov to say, right? And if not, maybe the courts will. We can only hope. Historic heat wave scorches the Middle East to Asia. The last week of May through the first week of June saw one of the worst heat waves on record across much of Asia, the Middle East, and Europe. Where is the best heat wave on record? (laughs) Iran, Norway, and Austria all broke all-time national heat records for the month of May, but Pakistan went even further. It broke the record for the hottest temperature ever recorded on the entire planet for the month of May on May 28th, hitting 128.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, man, we have been uh, covering India and Pakistan and the heat waves they have been facing year after year after year. And they're only getting worse. A new study finds that heat waves are becoming more deadly in India. Researchers analyzed the increasing number of heat wave deaths in India since 1960, calculating that as India's average temperature has increased about one degree Fahrenheit, the probability of deadly heat waves has tripled as global warming will take, quote, a relative drastic human toll in India and other developing nations. 128 degrees. Yeah, I think that's relatively drastic. In the U.S., U.S. coastal cities should brace for much sharper increases in the risk of 100-year floods along the coastline than has been previously predicted. Researchers at Princeton and Rutgers universities project that thanks to accelerating sea level rise and more frequent extreme storms and storm surge, the risk of 100-year floods will increase 44 by 2050, meaning coastal cities with billions of dollars of infrastructure like San Diego, the Navy Yards in Norfolk, Virginia, and New York City could see 100-year floods every month by 2050 if emissions are not reduced. Are we still going to call them 100-year floods? I hope not. Maybe we'll just call them Tuesday. But finally, some good news. French President Emmanuel Macron wasn't just trolling President Trump when he responded to Trump's decision to exit the Paris Climate Agreement by saying this. Make our planet great again. Well, now Macron has made good on his invitation to American scientists to bring their research to France by putting government money where his mouth is, launching a scientist recruitment website now accepting applications for research grants of up to $1.7 million to entice U.S. researchers to relocate. They got any grants for environmental radio shows? I'll check. All right, I'm on my way. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. Make Macron notice. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. I love Paris in the springtime. I 
love Paris. Thank you very much, Desi Doyen. Greatly appreciated. See, I told you you were going to be the only thing that uh, gave us a smile today. Well, we do try. We do try, and you do succeed. Appreciate it. Uh, very quickly, do I have time? Let me get uh, one more caller in here uh, on uh, on the shootings today that we've been covering. Uh, John in Manhattan Beach, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Very good. Listen, real quickly, I want your view, your uh, listeners to know that Jim Brady and Reagan were also shot by a, a rifle many years ago, and Congress did pass a bill, and to appease the NRA, they made a limited shelf life on it. Yeah, that's right. That was the assault weapons ban that uh, sunsetted just a few years ago, and uh, the they've never been able to put it back together. But yeah, they, they used to take action at least when one of their own was injured or killed. Uh, those days, I'm afraid, are gone. Now it's, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, Congress uh, the, the, by the NRA, for the NRA, etc. You're absolutely right, John. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, sir. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. We got to get out here. Uh, but I do want to remind you again, uh, as I said, I'll be hitting the road uh, through the weekend, so I'll, I'm going to be running some best ofs over the next uh, couple of days. And uh, due to today's breaking news about those shootings uh, in D.C. and, yes, in San Francisco, mass shootings, both of them. I wasn't able to cover that story I'd planned to, but I will try to do so on Monday when I'm back. It's an important one. Go read about it at Politico. It's by Kim Zetter, and the headline is, Will the Georgia Special Election Get Hacked? Kim has been covering uh, concerns about our voting system now for years, as long as I have, in fact. Uh, and this story, brand new, it's the stuff of nightmares. It is absolutely chilling. It is, in fact, my worst nightmare. Go read it. All right. Until uh, we meet again, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to our soundboard operator, G, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. You can also drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I hope you will find us, follow us, and share us worldwide. I am simply the Brad Blog on both Twitter and uh, Facebook. All right, until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.